can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. promise you guys that Dan is not invisible. He really does exist and he will be here with us soon. I want to thank you for listening today. I talk a lot about like being techie and being in the field and stuff. And I thought that'd be important about the back office because the back office is just as important as the front office. Um, without the back office, you can't get paid. That's the ultimate thing. Could be in trouble with the IRS. Back office work has become kind of like my side hustle. So make sure you have all of your customers' contact information. So name, address, phone number, email address, maybe a secondary phone number. Without that information, you can't get a hold of them. You know where their house is. What if you need to get a hold of them? They're not home. When you go and visit, the gate's locked. You need to get in payment invoices or even being like, hey, you forgot to pay your bill today or this month. It's important to be able to get a hold of them. And when you have multiple ways of getting a hold of them, like a phone number, email, and a mailing address, it makes it easier. I know that I've had times where when I was first starting, I may only have a phone number, barely have a name, and that was it. Well, Let's just say it didn't make things easy for me. It made it a lot more difficult. So what I would recommend is coming up with systems to help you come up with an intake form or maybe on your service agreement, have that basic information. That way you know how to get a hold of them, send them their invoice, you know, follow up with them when repairs need to be done, stuff like that. I have an intake form and I actually share my intake form with other pool companies because they're just single pullers like I, I am. I'm just a repair person now, but forms for these things. Create systems to help you with organizing your business. Have a work order forms. The pool sweep needs to be repaired. If someone calls you for a repair or maybe their pool is green, but they're not your weekly customer. Have a work order form that has the contact information. Uh, when you're scheduling to go out there, just in case you forget to write it down, put a description of what the work is that needs to be performed. You can also have um, information on there of what what you did or what you found when you went there. And having all the information is very nice. So then when the customer is asking you questions or maybe they forgot and they need to tell their spouse that you have those notes for you to do that. Um, it's actually kind of nice because now we have these apps or just computer, oops, um, computer programs that can help you with this organization. So like Skimmer or, um, what's another one? I can't remember all of them. I used Skimmer when I had a route and it does the work orders for the people who are currently on your route. It get 
has a place for you to put all that contact information. Another thing that you may want on your intake form as well is write down uh, if you have employees, what tech is going to be servicing their pool, um, what service they have, how much you're charging them, what's included. And that way, when you go to your whatever program you have to help you organize your route, you can put it in there. It also has work orders on there. Doesn't matter which one you do for your service uh, emails or records, it, they all have them. Um, if for some reason you're like, hey, I'm just starting out, I don't really have the money to afford that, that's fine too, but make the form, so work order form, um, stuff like that. Uh, especially with the work order form, you'll wanna make sure that you have somewhere where you can keep track of if the repair has been approved or not, because sometimes, you know, the customer's like, you know, I really can't afford that, or, we it's under warranty whatever the reason so get those systems in place some of the systems that i have in place is definitely having a service agreement i even have service agreements for my um, startups because i want to make sure that we're very clear about what's going on what my recommendations are how what i do stuff like that um and then on top of it i have another form it's a log form uh, that I use for the startup so that I can keep track of everything. And on my log form, I have, you know, name, address, phone number, what type of surface they got, you know, uh, how much the price was, what kind of equipment they have, stuff like that. Um, and then also you can, on those apps where you're able to send them an email and keep records, you can also take a picture of all the equipment they have and, uh, that can really help you out later. Like if the customer calls you and is like, hey, this this broke, you know, and sometimes they don't really know what the hell it is or what's called. So if they send you a picture, you can already have those records of what they have. And then you can save time by going out there with what you already need. Um, so, yeah, keep keep forms for everything. Um, I don't think there's too such thing as too many forms. Um because you just start covering yourself. That's the way I look at it. Um, also, when it comes to the back office stuff, you that's also going to be where you set your prices for things. Yes, as single polars, a lot of times we just are like, oh, let's call the supplier, see how much it is, and then I'll give them a price. That works too. But it's kind of nice to already know like the common things that you are using and how much you charge. That way you're not wasting time calling the supplier every single day or visiting the, the supplier every single day because you don't want to, you know, keep those records. I personally made a spreadsheet that has all the equipment that I sell regularly. And I have the price that they charge me at the supplier. And then I have the charge, the price that I charge the markup for on the equipment for my customer. And what's nice about having that spreadsheet is I don't have to worry about calling every single time. I can create my bids. You know, sometimes they'll ask me the price right then and there. And if it's something like a control system, a pump, I could just base it off of that spreadsheet. Now, obviously, if I'm going to have like a huge bid, I'm going to go home and take care of that bid. Um, but that's nice. Now, another thing that's pretty cool is you can go on to like Pool 360 and you can make templates and you can say how much of a markup you want and they'll come up with the price for you on there so you know how much you're going to charge your customer. Um, that's kind of a nice little thing that you can start, you can do as well. Um, 
but yeah, just, you know, make a spreadsheet and put how much that you, you want to, you're paying, how much you're going to charge. And that way you can make it nice and quick. Yes, we do get price increases, seems like left and right, but luckily most of the stuff that we sell, they let us know when the price increase is going to happen. And that way we know, okay, I need to revise this at this point. Um, and it's kind of also nice because I like to keep track of what I'm paying at the suppliers over time to see, you know, how much, you know, things are really going, like how much more do I need to mark up my stuff? You know, how much more am I paying now compared to two years ago for the same item, stuff like that. Now, a lot of people in my area were very fortunate that we have a lot of suppliers. So I do put the prices for all the suppliers so I know where to go and to get what I want. But I like having the prices of ones that are just everyone because what if the place I normally go to doesn't have it? Then I know, okay, I can go to this other place, see if they have it. Um, so yeah, just, you know, you got to keep records of things and make things easier for yourself. Now you also want to make sure that you are keeping track of your bookkeeping. So this is knowing like how much you're spending on things to run the business. So you have your gas, you have your chemicals, you have your equipment, you have your supplies, so like chemicals, test kit, pole, you know, all those things. You need to know how much all those are because they're write-offs because those are the expenses for your business. You know, you want to be able to keep track of what you're spending and you also want to keep track of what you're bringing in. That way, you know if you're making money. But also when you keep track of these things, it helps you when you do your taxes. So I highly recommend having some sort of bookkeeping program if you're going to do it yourself. Um, you can even have a bookkeeping program and have somebody else do your taxes for you, but it makes it easier for them instead of having all these receipts that they need to go through. I guess you can call it like the old school method. I remember as a kid watching my parents with their calculator out with the, you know, the, the receipt paper and our big, huge table was just covered in paper. And my parents would be there sitting there for hours, if not days, trying to get to calculate everything. So it's kind of nice that now we have these programs to help us do that. And we can link our bank accounts to them. So we just go through, I like to go through like once a week and like categorize everything because, you know, I want to remember what I spent at where, because like for me, even when I had the route, I had different categories for like my income. Like, is this income from my startups? Is this income from my repairs? Is this income from my maintenance? Is there this income from my commercial? But I also wanted to know that about what I was buying from the suppliers. So this was for startups. This was for maintenance. This was for the repair. And that just made me see where my, where I was making money. Like, okay, I do a lot of these and this is where I'm making the most money. Then you could see things that you do and you're like, okay, this isn't like really what I'm not making anything at this. So, you know, got to cut that move on. So that's definitely things. Now I personally have binders that I keep with me. So I have, I have a filing cabinet. I know I'm kind of old school, even though I like to be green, but sometimes it's kind of nice to have like a folder with the customer stuff in it. So I also have binders. I have a binder for my warranties and I have it separated by, you know, their last name. 
Um, that way I can go back to that and see what's going on. Cause sometimes, you know, I'll warranty something and then a little bit like a few months later, you know, sometimes stuff happens and I need to know what happened the time before, you know, also I have to submit that information to the warranty company or the company I'm doing warranty for. Um, so I have a binder for that that goes with me. I have a, another binder that only has my startup forms. That way I can keep those with me while I'm completing the startups. So let's say it's July. I have all my all the startups I'm doing in July. And then once the startup is done, then I file it away for my records in case I ever need it in the future. Um, I used to do the same thing with my logs for my route before I had Skimmer. Um, because, you know, I would, I would write down on the log in the customer's time box, but sometimes they get lost and I needed to know how, how many chemicals I was giving them because sometimes, you know, you charge extra for extra chemicals, or I know a lot of people now who charge extra for all chemicals, but you definitely want to have some sort of system. You know, I have a file that has all my blank forms because I have different forms for different things. And that way I could just pull it out. If it's something the customer has to sign, they can sign on the spot. Um, or, you know, you can do it digitally. There's tons of programs now that you can just bring your your iPad and have it. But make sure that if you're going to do it digitally, you have that organized as well. You want to have different folders for different things so it's easy for you to get to something. So let's say you have a service agreement for, I don't know, Barney. And Barney wants to, you know, sign it right now. And I'll tell you, when you have service agreements, better have them sign it right then instead of waiting, because then it seems like you never get it taken care of. Um, so, you know, you're there. Here's the, the contract. Look it over. You know, explain it a little bit to them. Have them sign it. Now, if you're doing it digitally, have it on your, your tablet. Later on, go back, save it to wherever, you know, I have signed now. So I have a bunch of files, you know, startups, route, you know, all my service agreements. That way I can just go back. And it's alphabetized, so it's easy to find. So make sure that you have some sort of organization. So if it's paper, have filing folders, have filing cabinet. If it's digital, make sure you have somewhere on your computer or a cloud. I'd recommend a cloud because then you can access it from anywhere and have those subfolders within that. Now, when it comes to taxes, none of us like to do it. I'm not a CPA, but, you know, I... I know a lot, but when you're first starting, you may want to just do it yourself and use things like TurboTax, and that's perfectly fine. That's where using those um, bookkeeping programs can help you. But if you do not feel comfortable doing something, there's always somebody to help you. So if it's taxes, you can get a CPA to help you. If it's, you know, let's just say back office is not your thing, find someone else to help you with it, at least help you get organized and implement those systems you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I help people do that too. Um, so make sure that you're just, you're organized. Another thing about back office is you need to send your invoices out regularly. Okay. There's ways to do that, that make it easy for you. That could be you get a bookkeeping program that allows you to have reoccurring invoices and you set it up for every single customer and have it emailed to their email every month. That way they can see their invoices, they could pay online, makes it super easy. 
Now, if they want a paycheck, that's fine. But at least you were getting those invoices out every month instead of you having to sit, make, sit down when you have time, which can be difficult when you have a family and stuff or you're tired when you get home. So just go ahead and find something that can send those out regularly, if not another person. Me personally, when I had my route, my service a fee every month was just an automatic invoice. It sent it out automatically for me. I didn't have to worry. The only invoices that I would have to send out was for extra work or extra chemicals, which me personally, because, you know, things get busy when you have two kids and you're being married at the time. Um, I would send an invoice immediately for anything extra. Um, luckily, you can do that from your app. Now, if they are someone who prefers doing check, okay, they can mail it. Obviously, you'll record it once you get it, but at least you got that out. Um, customers don't really like when you don't bill them for three months and then all of a sudden they get a bill. Um, and also your pocket doesn't like that either. So definitely find a way to get your invoices out regularly. If it's scheduling it on your app, on your calendar, you know, the 18th of the month of every month, I do my billing or the first of every month I do my billing or whatever, whatever works for you. But do make sure you get those invoices out. Otherwise, you're not going to get paid. Things are going to get expensive and customers aren't going to be happy. Now, one thing I do want to say about pricing, whatever it is that you're pricing, price it as if you already have an employee. So figure out how much the going rate for somebody to do what you're doing is and charge accordingly. Because that way, when it's time for you to get an employee, you can afford it. You know, obviously it's, not as expensive for me to do it because I'm going there and doing it myself. But when you have an employee, you got to pay them, you know, their hourly rate benefits, you know, whatever their vehicle costs, like just look at the cost to see how much you would need to make in order for that employee to go do it for you while you do something else. Same thing for the back office. Um, so just, I guess the key things is come up with systems that help you stay on track Make sure you have ways to keep records. Make sure you stay organized. If, and if you need these extra programs, they are out there and they aren't, honestly, they're not too expensive. There's some that are, you know, more expensive and are probably better for bigger companies. And there are some that are more affordable and are better for the single polar. But keep in mind, just because you're good at your, your job doesn't mean that you can neglect the back to office because without getting paid or paying your bills, you will not succeed and you will fail. And from what I understand from talking to a lot of people who are great at being a service tech or a repair tech, they usually fail because of that. It's not because they're crappy at the job. They just were crappy at the back office. So I hope you learned a little bit from our episode. And I look forward to seeing what you guys like about it. Please let us know if you have any suggestions for topics. And I would love to answer those topics for you. And please like us, rate us, and share us. Please download us because then we know that you are listening. And I look forward to talking with you next time. Have a good day. Bye.
I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 